0: Hello, dear listeners. Mr. Wilson here to make a quick announcement. Due to technical difficulties, real life responsibilities, and accidentally invoking Murphy's Law, we've hit a bit of a snag. Episode 13, the finale for this season of Wasteland Active Radio, will be a little delayed. Rest assured that my dear friend and possible wizard, Mr. Hagen, is hard at work making sure everything is up to our standards and your expectations. Because of that, he'll be taking some extra time to work on the final episode. We here behind the record button are grateful to all of our dear listeners for the support you've given us, and we want to make sure the season finale lives up to both yours and our expectations. We appreciate any and all support you give to us. Wasteland Active Radio has been a labor of love, and we're thankful to all of you for listening. If you want to show your support, please rate and review Wasteland Active Radio on whatever platform you use and maybe stop by our Facebook page and send some words of encouragement. Alternatively, you can murder a horse in a bloodstone circle under a new moon and speak in blasphemous tongues to the Great Old Ones, invoking our names. Or just tell your friends about us. That'd be cool, too. Once again, thank you all for your support. Episode 13 is coming soon, so keep your ears out, dear listeners. This has been Mr. Wilson, signing off. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming.
1: Uh, 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 getting the station set up for a show. Don't you know we've got the best show, best show in the wastelands. Raise your hands, uh, raise your hands. Mealy, 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 mealy,
2: meow. Oh, uh,
1: oh. Uh. Turning on the monitor, plugging in the headphones. No, 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 no. Looking out the window, seeing all my friends around. Giant dust cloud out in the distance. And I- wait, what? What is that? Let's just bring up the binoculars. Hmm. It looks like hefty men riding mole rats. Is that the Dashwood flag? That's a big dude out in front. Whoa, look at that mustache. (laughs) And that gut. Holy crap, I think that's the general. and welcome back, dear listeners, to Wasteland Active Radio. Your most trustworthy source of news in the lovely Ash Flats. Coming to you from Dashwood Outpost number 17, Station Hill. As always, I am your gracious host, Crispy. And do I have a show for you today. <laughs> Can you tell I'm excited? Well, I'm excited because we've just welcomed in reinforcements from the Daring Dashwoods. And it isn't just any band of reinforcements. General Lancer Taft has arrived with his band of Rough Riders. If Macklin wasn't shaken in his boots before, he certainly is now. (laughs) Uh, But we'll discuss that and more in this week's announcements. Bucket has been detecting heavy weather coming our way. We'll learn more about that in this week's weather. The Vault Group arrived safely, but that's the last we've heard from them. More on that in today's local news. Atlas will interview the General's right-hand man in this week's edition of On the Scene. And finally, I've convinced the General himself to give us an interview in today's Open Table. With that out of the way, let's get this show on the road. In today's announcements, we've got some great news. General Lancer Taft himself has arrived at Station Hill with reinforcements to help us fight off the Nightkin Macklin and his army of super mutants. He's brought in over 100 of his most experienced Daring-Dashwood mercenaries to join the battle. I haven't felt this confident in weeks. We've got the best of the best of the best out here at Station Hill, and I can't wait to see the look on Macklin's face when he gets a look at all these mercs. (laughs) Ah. The General arrived not too long ago via the front door. Major Sterling and Lieutenant Kowalski met him and his men at the gate, and were overcome with gratitude at the arrival of the General, and his vow to help us in our fight against Macklin and his army. The General was even so gracious as to agree to join me for an interview later today, and I'm really looking forward to it, dear listeners, as I'm sure you are as well. The arrival of the General is perfect timing, because as of two nights ago, Dashwood Scouts spotted Macklin's army in the northwest, and heading this way. Yeah... They're getting closer, and the scouts estimated that they'll be here sometime in the next week. The numbers have grown again, and they number about 1,200 in and a large group of centaurs. For those of you lucky enough to never have seen a centaur, they're a horrible monstrosities Supermutants like to keep with them, almost like uh, twisted dogs. I don't know how they make them, but they're about the size of a person on all fours, which is incidentally what they look like kinda. Centaurs typically have the head and torso of a human, but longer. They crawl around on anywhere between three and seven limbs, sometimes arms, sometimes feet, and they have so many tentacles just coming out of anywhere that might not look as scary without the tentacles. Like I said, super mutants like to treat these things like pets, and despite their viciousness, centaurs listen to super mutants pretty well from what I've seen. If you haven't seen one before, Keep counting your blessings. Anyway, that's all for announcements. So let's move on to this week's weather forecast. All right, Bucket, activate.
3: Activating, awaiting instructions.
1: How are you feeling today, Bucket? This unit is functioning at near peak efficiency. Rating is fantastic. That's great to hear. And no existential breakdowns all week. That's a great change of pace, I gotta say. Wouldn't you agree, Bucket? I am unable to disagree. Free will is a lie. (sighs) Days without Bucket having a breakdown? That's a big ol' goose egg now, dear listeners. Eh, whatever. Bucket start this week's weather forecast beginning weather forecast for the week of June 30th 22 two 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 eight eighty
3: seven currently the temperature is 105 degrees Fahrenheit with a high of 109 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 99 degrees Fahrenheit, feels like 109 degrees, overcast, 39% humidity, wind currently at a standstill. Monday, the temperature will have a high of 103 degrees, with a low of 100 degrees, slightly cloudy, 54% humidity. Tuesday, the temperature will have a high of 100 degrees with a low of 95 degrees. Slightly cloudy. 59% humidity. Strong winds with gusts of up to 20 miles per hour. Heading west. Warning, radiation storms will begin at 1,800 hours. Wednesday, the temperature will have a high of 85 degrees, with a low of 79 degrees, 62% humidity. Warning, tornado watch will begin at 1600 hours. Thursday day, the temperature will have a high of 78 degrees, with a low of 75 degrees, overcast, 38% chance of thunderstorms. 78% humidity. Radiation storms will end at 1400 hours. Tornado watch will end at 0600 hours. Friday, the temperature will have a high of 74 degrees with a low of degrees. 42% chance of scattered showers. Overcast Eighty-seven percent humidity. Saturday, the temperature will have a high of 79 degrees with a low of 76 degrees. Warning, severe thunderstorm starting at 0700 hours. Overcast, 88 percent humidity. Forecast complete. Running diagnostics and printing satellite photographic scans.
2: Woof, that
1: sounds awful. Well, thanks for the bad news, Bucket.
3: You will expire long before I do.
1: And go back to your charging station, Bucket.
3: Move along, please.
1: Alright, moving along to this week's local news. In our first news story, the vault group has gone silent. Yeah, they radioed in when they reached the vault, and we were supposed to stay connected, but all of our attempts to contact them have gone silent. Major Sterling has expressed concern, but with Macklin's army as close as it is, we can't risk sending anyone out to check. We're all hoping they're just having some radio troubles. Don't worry, though, dear listeners. It takes a hell of a person to live in the wasteland. Nobody in that group is completely helpless. And they've got a good number of Dashwood Mercs with them. I'm sure they're fine, dear listeners. But we can't help but worry. In our next piece of news, last week, Johnny found a collection of audio logs tucked away in Bucket's memory. It explained a lot of Bucket's, uh... quirks. But while we were listening, I heard a big metal door open up. That stood out to me, since, you know, I found Bucket in the basement, but I didn't see any big metal doors. You'd think something like that would stand out. Well, it's still really messy down there, I've been lazy. But I went digging around and found a metal hatch in the floor. It wasn't locked, so I went through it, and it turns out there's a pretty large fallout shelter down there. It's about the size of a small house. It's really nice, honestly, and someone clearly splurged on it. If it comes down to it, I could probably hop in there if things get too spicy. That's really all the news we have for today. I was going to announce the emergency procedures for if we hadn't moved everyone to the vault when Macklin arrived. Like, if he managed to sneak up on us, you can never have too many backup plans. But you know what? I spent a lot of time practicing it, so screw it. Residents of Station Hill, this is an emergency alert. The Army of Super Mutants has been spotted. Please remain calm. Make your way to the radio station in a calm and orderly manner. All Dashwoods, report to battle stations immediately. Not bad if I do say so myself. Ah, crap. Some of the Dashwoods are scrambling outside. Fire up the loudspeaker and... Hey, guys! False alarm. It was only a test. Sorry about that. Honestly, though, I, uh, I appreciate how many of you down there listen to the show, so, uh, thank you. Addy, soldiers. And off goes the loudspeaker. Sorry about that, dear listeners. Didn't mean to freak anyone out. I'll probably get a scolding from the Major later. Eh, no worries. Let's just move on to today's advertisements. Wasteland Active Radio is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Murphy-Godwin Institute for the Fine Arts. Located in Oakley, for the last 20 years, the Murphy-Godwin Institute for the Fine Arts is responsible for training some of America's greatest artists. Ian Hart, Anastasia Fletcher, Carl Rosenberg, and Adnan Brovich are all alumni of Murphy Godwin Institute and have all had their works featured in the New York Museum of Fine Arts. Come join the ranks of the artistic elite at the Murphy Godwin Institute for the Fine Arts today. I didn't really pay attention to Hart and Rosenberg was kind of a hack, but Fletcher and Brovich were some of the greatest artists I know of. Brovich was a sculptor, made some of the most hauntingly beautiful sculptures you've ever seen. Fletcher was a photographer who spent a lot of time documenting the stuff going on in East Germany. Sadly, Brovich was found crushed by a sculpture he was working on, and Fletcher went missing, quote-unquote, when she traveled to Russia. They were super talented and died before their times. Then again, the war was just around the corner for both of them, so maybe they got lucky in a twisted way. Moving on. Wasteland Active Radio is also brought to you by... Crazy Aaron's Car Wash Got a filthy car? Come on down to Crazy Aaron's Car Wash where our car washing experts will clean your car so well you'll go crazy This just in We've got fantastic deals going on all July as part of our Christmas in July sales event 5% off any standard wash and 10% off our premium Crazy Clean Wash And after every wash we'll include a free air freshener So come on down to Crazy Aaron's Car Wash today. That was a perfect ad. Quick, simple, stated their deals, and hooked us in with a gimmick. Well done. Finally, Wasteland Active Radio is brought to you by Tacos de Cortez. Uh, dear listeners, it calls here for whoever reads this to do a Mexican accent while reading the ad. I'm not going to do that because, one, even with the state the world is in... That seems like it would be in poor taste, especially because, too, my Mexican accent is horrible. I'm just going to read the ad in my own voice. Here we go. Hola, amigos. Tacos de Cortez is officially open in Fort Brunswick Mall. We've got tacos, burritos, tamales, enchiladas, chimichangas, nachos, and more, with a flavor that'll drive you... uh, That'll drive you loco. So come on out to Tacos de Cortez to start your fiesta today. I have no further comments on that last ad, dear listeners. But that's the ad's out of the way, so let's go on over to field correspondent Atlas for today's edition of On the Scene. Atlas, come in. Ready to start?
4: I am prepared to begin, ghoul. Excellent. So, where are you right now, Atlas? I am currently at the mess hall with the second in command of the Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company. What is your name, other ghoul? My name is Commander Henry Houndstooth. I'm the right hand man of General Lancer Taft. I don't think I caught your name, though. I am Atlas. The murdiest and most intelligent residents of Station Hill! Okay, sure. What's this about an interview? I am the field correspondent for Wasteland Active Radio. A title that I have embraced! In order to cultivate the overall intelligence of Station Hill, and keep other lesser humans informed. To that end, I have some questions I'd like to ask you. Alright, sure. Ask away. Don't tell me what to do. Firstly, what is your relation to the human called Lancer Taft? Like I said before you started shouting,
1: I'm his right-hand man, the second-in-command of the Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company. He and I have been working together for damn
4: near 30 years now. I see. How long ago did you two begin this partnership? Like I said before, we started
1: working together about 30 years ago back when Taft was in his 20s. I had just tipped over the edge of 100 when we met. I grew up in a vault until I was in my early 20s. We had to break out after we learned about the experiments that the Overseer and his predecessors had been performing on us since the day the vault closed. We walked out into the pen wastes and started our fight for survival, and a couple years after that, most of us from the vault had turned into ghouls. Anyway... I met Taft a little after he had started his own journey, inspired by Herbert Daring Dashwood, a folk hero Taft had met when he was a kid. He had this energy back then that drew people to him, and after some time on the road, he decided to use that energy for good and found out the Dashwoods made me his second-in-command.
4: Fascinating. I've noticed a bit of a trend. Taft... Sterling, and I all have ghouls as our second-in-command. Is there a reason for this? Yeah,
1: that's more of a coincidence than anything. Herbert Dashwood also had a ghoul as his right-hand man. Argyle, his manservant.
4: Uh... Argyle? Houndstooth? Is there a purpose to you both being named after sweater patterns? It's a family name,
1: Knucklehead. And again, coincidence. Do you have any other questions?
4: I do. What skills do you bring to the Dashwoods? I'm what you'd call an infiltrator.
1: I specialize in getting in and out of places without being noticed. I gather information... And set up plans to sabotage whatever enemies we may be facing at the time.
4: That seems like it would be most difficult for a ghoul. You would most certainly stand out from the others. Ugh.
1: I said, without being noticed, didn't I? It's like you weren't even listening.
4: Admittedly, I have not been listening beyond waiting for you to finish speaking. Are we done
1: yet? I have things to do to help your home from being raised by an army of super
4: mutants. I have one final question. In your career, have you had any moments that stick out to you? Anything you label as an... IMPORTANT PERSONAL VICTORY The ghoul wrote these questions. I have no personal interest in you as a person. You are simply more ghoul meat. You're an ass, do you know that? Just answer the question. Uh, Well, there
1: was this time Taft and I dealt with a band of slavers. They'd been uh, preying on a small community out in the Oland Wastes. They had explosive collars on all of their slaves, and they knew we were coming, but that was all part of the plan. It took a hell of a lot of work, but I managed to get in the good graces of their leader, a guy calling himself Master Pet. They knew they were outnumbered and outgunned, but rather than just let us free the slaves, they decided they were going to remotely detonate all of their slaves' collars killing them in front of Taft and the rest of the Dashwoods. It took me months of setting this up, but it was all worth it when Pet was standing at the balcony of the mall he'd commandeered as his palace. That foppish prick started monologuing about how he knew he was going to die, but that he'd be taking all of his slaves to hell with him. I was right behind him, managed to pull the detonator from his pocket and replace it without him noticing. You should have seen the look on his face when he pulled that turd out of his pocket instead of the detonator.
4: <laughs> yes, that's fast. Faci- Wait, what did you say?
1: I said I slipped a turd into his pocket. Pay attention.
4: That is. That is the most foul and disgusting thing I have heard all week. What kind of inbred barbarian would do such a thing?
1: I'm just answering your questions, prick. And since that was the last one, I'm out
4: of here. Don't follow me. Good riddance! Ghoul, cool. I am returning to the station.
1: <laughs> uh, sorry for the delay, dear listeners. I, I had to regain my composure. <laughs> Uh, That was fantastic. perfectly fantastic interview. (laughs) Uh, Just like this next one will be, as we move on over to our open table interview with the big man himself, founder and leader of the Daring Dashwoods, General Lancer Taft. It is my
2: absolute pleasure to meet you, sir. And it is an absolute pleasure to meet you as well, young man they call you crispy is that right
1: yes sir that's correct thanks for agreeing to do this interview
2: for my show oh thank nothing of it young man i'm glad i could help shall we begin of course (laughs) first question
1: We all know you founded and lead the Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company. How exactly did that start?
2: Hmm, well, the official founding of the Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company wasn't all that long ago, relatively speaking. However, my own journey started back when I was just a boy Twenty-two years of age. When I was a child, I met the hero, Herbert Daring Dashwood, when he saved my hometown from a raider attack. I admired his gumption and his drive for justice, and I sought to exemplify those qualities myself. I began traveling the wasteland, helping where I could and mapping out the regions I traveled. Eventually I ran into Henry while traveling and we became fast friends. From there we had many adventures together and we grew a following. Following. In, In time, this following was recruited as the first of the Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company.
1: That's fascinating. So, as you know, we're being threatened by an army of super mutants. I feel I speak for everyone here when I say thank you for coming to help us. But my question is,
2: what made you want to come here yourself? To start, there is no need to thank me for coming. We're holding strong to our values of helping everyone who asks. Nothing more. We came here because Sterling knew that his numbers weren't enough to deal with this Macklin ruffian. I could hear the desperation in his voice as he called for help from our headquarters. I believe that Station Hill has the potential... To become a bastion of hope for the hopeless. A seed that will one day grow into a great community of good hearted people wishing to help those in need.
1: Those are incredibly noble intentions. My next question is those mole rats you ride, what's up with that? Surely
2: there's something better to ride out in the wasteland. <laughs> That started as something of a joke, if I'm being completely honest. It started when Henry and I met an exceptionally large and strangely friendly morat that I ended up naming Boggy. He was large, but constantly tried to crawl between my legs, lifting me off the ground. Henry and I joked about riding Boggy into battle and making Boggy breed with other mole rats so we could start our own mole rat riding cavalry. The more we joked about it, the more I actually considered that and ended up breeding Boggy with some other large mole rat females. It took some learning, but we were able to form an entire Morat Cavalry. I name the cavalry the Rough Riders, and the rest is history. Rough Riders? If my memory
1: serves me right, for once, that was the name of uh, Teddy Roosevelt's cavalry, right?
2: That's right. I'm something of a history buff. I can tell.
1: Is that why you used my fellow Americans in that message you had me play all those weeks ago?
2: It is indeed. I believe the American spirit never truly died. It's simply sleeping under all the chaos of this radioactive wasteland, waiting for us to dig it up and revitalize this wounded nation. Together we can restore the American spirit. A new night under the banner of unity and justice. Dear listeners, I'm not sure if it
1: translates well through the radio, but listening to the General's words now just sent shivers down my spine. It gave me goosebumps on what little skin I have left. This man here has the presence of a born leader. That's all there is to it, my friends.
2: I'm just doing my part to help make this world a better place. I believe most people would do the same in my situation.
1: I can appreciate that outlook. I'm a bit of a cynic, if I'm being honest. So I find it harder to trust people out here in the Wastelands. Maybe someone with your mindset can actually bring about a positive change to the world. Thank
2: you, friend. Do you have any more questions for me?
1: Well, I didn't write this one down, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But I can't help but notice that uh, you, uh, you're, you're so big. How'd you get this big on a wastelander
2: diet? <laughs> oh yes, I am quite large. Henry has tried getting me to go on a diet for a few years now, but I just can't seem to stick to it. I didn't have much food growing up, so I refuse to waste any piece of food. I'm not picky. If it's edible, I'll eat it. Do you have any preferences? Well, it makes most people's stomachs churn. But I enjoy bloatfly meat the best. I haven't had a good bloatfly slider in years, though. Is that so? Well, what do you say after we deal
1: with Macklin? I make you the best damn bloatfly slider in the wasteland.
2: That sounds like a great way to celebrate. Do you have any last words for the listeners? I do. <laughs> My fellow Americans, we are here to help save the people of Station Hill from an army of super mutants that could threaten all of the wasteland. We will stand firm and stop this menace from trampling the American spirit and crushing the hopes and dreams of all looking to raise themselves up from the chaos of the wastes. Stand proud, my friends, and we daring Dashwoods will protect you all until the bitter end. Inspiring
1: words from a magnificent man. Thank you, thank you, a million times thank you, General Taft, for helping us all here at Station Hill and for
2: agreeing to an interview. No need to thank me, friend. <laughs> If you'll excuse me, I must take my leave and continue working on this outpost's defenses. Farewell for now. Well, dear listeners, I gotta
1: say, that was fantastic. I'm sure it's hard to fully grasp it over the airwaves, but the General has a sort of larger-than-life presence that can't be easily described. I think Station Hill is in good hands. I don't think I've said it out loud, but I think back to the day that I met the Daring Dashwoods is probably one of the best days of my life. I've never been happier about my decision to work with them and getting the station back. Uh, I think it's time I end this edition of the show. The Wasteland is a big and scary place full of monsters and bad people. It's like an ocean of crap. But there are good people out there trying to make the world a better place. Find these people shining like diamonds in a sea of crap, and... I lost track of where this metaphor was going. Just help yourself by helping others. As always, good evening, dear listeners. This has been Wasteland Active Radio. Crispy, signing off. Wasteland Active Radio is created, written, and produced by Z. Hagen and J. Wilson. Performed by Z. Hagen, J. Wilson, and B. Seawick. Brought to you by the record button. Wasteland Active Radio is set in the Fallout video game universe, owned by ZeniMax Media and Bethesda Softworks. No copyright infringement is intended. Please support the official release. An additional note, the song that you are currently listening to, Lobby Time, is by Kevin McLeod at IncopyTech.com, licensed under Creative Commons, Attribution 3.0. Thank you. Oh hey, Atlas. Welcome back.
4: That ghoul was a foul, disgusting individual. I can still smell his fetid stench.
1: Ah, uh, you're overreacting. Besides, he's here to He's here to help. He's here to help us with okay, what the hell is that smell? It's his foul stench, like I said. Oh, that—that smells like Atlas. Check your pockets.
4: My pockets? Uh, What? What is? What? What? When did he?
1: Did you just pull a turd out of your pocket?